one of you is the monster. Monster? They're British, you know. Hello, I'm Chris Denton. And I'm Paul Monk. And we are a very British horror. And we've got guests. Paul, would you like to introduce our guests? I will, yep. Yeah. So we have returning again, Tony Sands. Say hello, hello, Tony. Hello, hello. And with him we have uh, Peter Blakey-Novice. Hi. So do you want to explain who you are? Um, <laughs> yes, I can. Um, I'm a horror writer and I am one of the co-founders of Red Cape Publishing. Yes, and um, you're published as PJ Blakey-Novice. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, e excellent and um, Tony uh, let's, let's do this do you want to introduce yourself as well Tony well I suppose I can I'm I'm a dashingly good looking and intelligent um, actor and writer uh, <laughs> that's that's me and if you don't know that by now then where will you people be <laughs> <laughs> yeah. e excellent so um, what we what we want to talk about is uh, British horror short fiction and we're yep. going to start by talking about the book Castle Heights, which is a, a brand new book. I think it's in, you know, available now. Um, yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, Tony and Pete, Peter, you both contribute stories to this. I think, um, Peter, you're the editor and T Tony, was it yeah. your idea? I mean, why don't you guys t tell us go about that? Go on, Pete, Peter can start. I'll let Peter, Peter <laughs> okay. explain that bit and then I'll go. <laughs> Okay, um, it was all Tony's idea, really. Um, he, him and MJ Dixon um, came up with the concept of a horror anthology all taking place in, in the same building on the same night. Um, so Castle Heights is a sort of generic tower block in London. Um, there's 18 stories to the building, so 18 stories inside with each writer taken on a different floor. Yeah. Um, yeah, so basically, what he said is, is, is what <laughs> happened there. I, 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 well, what, what happened was that uh, Peter's publishing label, Red Cape, they did a, a charity horror book called It Came From The Darkness. And it was all, I'll let Peter might be able to jump in a bit and explain a bit more about it. It was a really, really, it's a really good cause, what it was raising money for. Um, Red Cape done a fantastic job putting it all together because I know how, I mean, from my experience of Castle Heights, I know, I have an idea of how much work Peter puts in when it comes to editing and, and, and getting the book published. So anyway, I did that and it was, it was, it was a real buzz writing, writing for it. Um, and then I started thinking, oh man, what about if we would, what if I was to come up with a horror book or a horror anthology or something like that, what would be cool? And I thought of this, a, 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 a tower block, you know, like, because tower blocks are pretty scary. And, you know, like, so what about if we have this and it all happens on one night? And I, I kind of had a rough idea. And I was chatting to MJ, MJ Dixon, who is a, a horror filmmaker, writer. He's, he's a talented fella, very talented fella. And I said to him, Pete, MJ, what do you think about this? And I was talking about Castle Heights. And he said, yeah, that's great. And then between the two of us, we started banging out and expanding on, on the idea. So like we had uh, set events. So it all had to happen on one night. There were certain things that happened that night, for instance, a power blackout that had to be mentioned. If, if the story went past, 11, you know, story um, past 11.30 at night, there had to be a blackout within that story. We had other little things that happened. So, you know, set events or set characters. And so like, so the stories would kind of, mingle or merge together and then we have you know and then also the opportunity for characters to to go from one story to another um so like we, we had this great idea we mapped it all out and then i went to peter and i said peter what do you think about this and peter luckily went for it and then it was just a matter of getting all the stories together and um and then peter had the really hard bit of of editing and tidying it all up yeah wow okay so the first thing I think when, when I see the cover is Grenfell. So um, like you said, tower, tower blocks are uh, scary. They're extremely uh, evocative, uh, especially, especially right now. So hmm. I, I don't know if that's some, some, something you, you, you thought about when you were... It, it was, concept. to be honest, it, it was. And it kind of, I, 
at first I was a little bit, that's the one thing that I thought might, might affect us or might knock us, you know, and then, but then you've got, you know, it, it, there's so many things that happen. You'd be afraid of doing anything really. So, you, you know, it's not about, hopefully it's not offensive to anybody that was involved in Grenfell because that was a tragedy. But I mean, tower blocks have been these monoliths in our landscape since the sixties. And there are, you know, there's a lot of them. And then they kind of went through a phase where they stopped building them because you're, you, you know, you're, you're trapped, aren't you up there? And it's, but it was the, the, the concept was based, was more about your, you know, your, it's those numbers going up and up and up. So, I mean, you could do it as a street, but then it's not quite the same as a tower block because you're sitting on top of each other. Um, and then that was the case with taking out the lift. You know, you can't, you know, you have to use the stairs to get out uh, and all the different people that live in there. And then you've got also with, um, with different places you've got, you know, you've got private apartments, but then you've also got residential living as well. I mean, um, assist, you know, uh, housing association living. So it's, it's, it's different. Uh, it, it, how how the contrasting light, how contrasting the people can be, you know, from well up to well off to the poor, and they can all be living within doors of each other, within floors of each other. So it was, it was more like it was pretty more inspired by something like the Towering Inferno, which is not, you know, which is uh, a classic seventies wow. yeah, disaster film. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, you know, but you go, but it's more kind of going back to something like that. So you know, I, I did, I was a bit concerned about the Grenfell because. Grenfell is still fresh in everybody's mind and it was such an awful, awful tragedy. But then you can't, you know, you can't stop a creative process or you can't, you can't stop what you think will be a really entertaining story or series of stories because of something awful that's happened because then you wouldn't do anything. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have plague movies anymore because of what's happened in the last, well, the last couple of years now, the last year and a bit. And you wouldn't have, um, you wouldn't have action films because of all the shootings that go on. You wouldn't have, you know, you wouldn't have any of that. Yeah. So it, although you've got to be respectful of people's feelings, you can't, you can't not do anything because if you don't, you know, if you don't do something because of the risk of offending someone, then you'll never do anything. Yeah, I wasn't, yeah. I mean... That, no, 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 but I know you right. mean, yeah. But I mean, but I, but I wanted to, to say that because I, it was something that I was concerned about. I think... Um... Tower blocks actually have quite a good pedigree in, in horror. Mm. Just just thinking about it, I was thinking a few things. I mean, we re- recently, well, it seems recently, but it probably wasn't, but we talked about Attack the Block. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, had a tower block. I'm thinking of, is it the David Cronenberg film? Is it Shivers that's set in a tower block where all kinds of weird stuff happens? Um, you know what? I'm just going to say yes and pretend that I know. and also also sorry the 13th floor yeah that's what i was going to say next oh good one yeah yeah (laughs) nice yeah from screen yeah yeah that's good i've got to say i I don't know if it's a bad thing but i'm not a fan of attack the block i don't know if that makes me a bad person (laughs) it does it doesn't make you a bad person Uh, so it's interesting that attack the block is more like um gangs and crime whereas it's really obvious from um from from reading your your story tony that's not what you're interested in no 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 (laughs) yeah yours is more a regular cross cross section of of you know uh, everyday life isn't it and then they put in horror situations yeah i mean it, it's i mean when we when we were going for the writers as well i mean mj and i you know we, we were looking at different writers and you know you always you always look for you want it to be different because you don't want the same 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 for every floor it's got to be different and so you get i mean like i think we go from like i think on, on david chardois story on the ground floor it's very it feels very kind of vintage folk horror uh almost to the point where the there's no you know they're very kind of realistic characters almost unlikable some of them you know it's because they because of their 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 thoughts and their views and the way they are it's very very kind of old school and then you've got uh i don't want to say too much because i don't want to give stuff away but then you've got something that's more kind of classical type horror um and then very dark dark stuff you know about uh, mental health so i think i think luckily we we got a real real cross genre of horror because horror is such a broad a broad genre you can do so many things you've got comedy you've got you know uh psychotic you've got slasher and i think there's even a couple of, there's even a slasher story in there um so <laughs> we got but that's what we wanted as well you know you want something you want something for everyone you know you want to be able to t- to to 
everybody's have a favorite because of this Every, you know and you want like everybody to have a different kind of favorite because they like slasher or they like folk horror they like vampires or they like this or that you know absolutely so how, how did you go uh, about getting other people involved getting your your, your uh, roster of writers um we kind of split it there's a few filmmakers i'd worked with or that i'd known who i knew were good writers uh and so like so like david and richard roundtree and matt davis who i who i'd worked with i knew they were good writers i i didn't i hadn't seen them write anything quite like that it was all script work but you know a good writer is a good writer and you know they can turn their their hand to anything uh, so that, and they came up with really good stories alice henley i knew she, she'd written a play she's an actress she'd written a play as well and i think she's written another show now uh, so i thought right let's give you know contact alice and it was just it just went like that really um damon card is another filmmaker i knew uh the, i've got to say the most frustrating part of it is right i came up with the concept uh, with mj thought this is cracking this is great and the most annoying part is i don't even have the best story in it because there's so many good writers <laughs> in there <laughs> and pete i've got to say is <clears throat> included in that you know peter peter said oh can i throw a story so yeah go for it um but there's there's, there's a cracking I don't know how many have you read have you read the book or did you read anything of it or so so Tony I, I've read your story and I've read Peter's story right. you're my favourite person then well done <laughs> uh, well I, I'll change all of that they're the two best stories in the book <laughs> <laughs> I have to com- I have to confess I, I I haven't read any of them yet well at least you're honest man yeah so so, so, uh, <laughs> um, so I mean, the, the thing about an anthology is sometimes people will do that. They will dip mm-hmm. it in, in and out. Um, mm. and I, I've more or less done that with every anthology I've, 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 ever, um, I, I've ever purchased. But, um, but you've got like a linked story, which you alluded to, which is also, by the way, a brilliant idea. And I love that. I love the intricate narrative um, that you tell another story underneath the stories yeah. that you're telling and, and mm. I've, I've completely ruined that for myself haven't I by, by picking on like the, the <laughs> t- t- two of the stories from from the the, the middle of the book I mean, no no I mean because because they all happen they all happen at uh, <laughs> they can all start at different times so I don't I think you can dip in and out and you won't it won't necessarily ruin anything for you because uh, you'll get set events going throughout. So, I mean, it, I, I think it works like that because it's, I mean, the only reason it's, the only reason it's in the order it is, is because it, you know, we, we wanted to go from the ground floor up. Uh, luckily, luckily we started, you know, we, there were good stories, you know, because that's the one thing you start worrying about. It's kind of, what if something's rubbish? What are we going to do? <laughs> uh, but, but like I said, I think there's, I think there's something for everybody. I think we, we, we have quite a, a good mix of talent in there who all have different styles and different tones to their writing. I'm sure even between uh, mine and Peter's, you could, you could see, see differences, different, different styles, different tones. And I think that's really important in anthology and especially in horror, because I, I think horror is such a, a fantastic genre that you can do almost anything with it. You can go from Ghostbusters to Silence of the Lambs. It's all horror, you know? Well, and of course, you can absolutely you can you can do lots of different things. You can deal with um, so, social issues, like 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 I was mentioning earlier. But, but you can do it in a slightly more disguised way, so you're not you're not um, you're not just lecturing people. <laughs> and yeah. and um, but, but your but your story your story, Tony. By the way. Um, I recognise the main characters because um, so, so you, you, you use um, Fred. It's Fred and Frank. Is that right? Frank that? and Fred. Yeah, from, <laughs> yeah, from, from Echoes of the Echoes Past. Of the past yeah. Yes. I, I, what happened was, <laughs> what happened was, I just I wanted an intro, and so I, I I thought, you know what? If I'm doing a bloody story, I'm going to be in it, and so I put <laughs> I so I wrote Frank and Fred, and they were only supposed to be kind of. And when I, when I started writing it, I really don't only wanted them as introductory characters, you know, I just wanted them kind of set everything up and then just kind of be, be by the wayside and kind of maybe comment and just maybe disappear halfway through. And as the story, because I never really plan a story, you know, I, I just kind of, I kind of know, I kind of get an idea and then I get my characters and then I just go with it and see where it, see where it goes and see what's going to happen, especially when it gets to the end and I get quite excited because I don't know what's going to happen at the end. Uh, I'd like, you know, so I'm really, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Then you get there, it's, oh, it's over. Uh, and, but, but yeah, so Frank and Fred came into it and 
as I was writing, they kind of stayed there. And I, I thought, well, they, I can't really get rid of them now because they, they, they just took over. <laughs> um, which is, there's, that's my ego. <laughs> so, 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 so you, you, always, you get their interplay, don't you? Oh, sorry, Paul. Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, go on. Sorry, Paul. Go on. No, I was just going to say that they always struck me as the sort of characters that would um, sort of turn up to to do do some a job for you and then and then invite themselves to stay for dinner. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think. Well, well, I mean, like when I when I wrote the character, like so, especially with with Frank um, Mac McFadden, who played Frank in Echoes of the Past, and I've, he's been in a few projects that I've done. Um, I love Mac. He's he's a really really talented guy. Um, so it's really easy to write, you know, because you write with that voice in your head and you write with that personality in your head. You know, you know, I know what Mac can play and I know what Mac can pull off and what lines he'll pull off. And so when I was writing it, it made it a lot easier, which is probably why he just kind of stuck there. I thought, I thought you know, these characters I can carry, they can carry me through through this journey. Um, and that's, that. you know, like I said, it wasn't, it wasn't intentional that they were going to stay there. They just, they just kind of did. They forced their way in. So like you said, they kind of invite themselves to dinner. They invite themselves to be the stars of the story. <laughs> so the other thing I'd like to say, Tony, is that you do, um, it's quite ambiguous um so, sort of what's what i mean i can't i don't want to no no spoilers but but mm. um <laughs> yeah, the um yeah what what, so, what what the what the reasoning behind it all is well no the, i i, I I'm, I'm dying kind of to, to know what happens to the victim or victims no spoilers <laughs> well i did i i i did start writing in a bit which explained it and it didn't sit right within the story uh, so what I can tell you after this, when we finish recording, I'll tell you what my <laughs> what my idea was. Uh, but I do have a clear idea of what happens what happens to them. Um, I mean, the original the original idea was: is it the Marie Celeste that ship where everybody just disappeared yeah, and nobody knows yeah, where they went? Yeah. Yeah, so that's what inspired it. Um, and then, yeah, but I, I do have an idea of what happens to the victims, but I don't. But I won't say. <laughs> oh, brilliant I, I'm, I'm trying to get that inside information excellent <laughs> um so one of the sorry one of the things i was quite interested in was um how the writers coped with presumably you gave them like you said there were things they had to include yeah um, yeah how much did the writers know of the overall sort of sort of story if you like and, and well, how, kind how of, many we... can how did did you give them like specific things they had to? Maybe Peter should answer to. that because he was yeah. one of the writers. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, there was yeah, there was a list of things that took place on that night. So fireworks going off at a certain time, blackout at a certain time, um, a list of things that were on the TV, boxing match, and so on. Um, but there was no obligation to include all of it or any really there was a few stories that didn't mention any i don't think um but it was more about getting the, the timing right for continuity between them especially things like the blackout um and mention of trevor the concierge yeah trevor i think trevor pops up in nearly <laughs> every story pops up in, i think he's in yeah i think he is in all of them or at least mentioned in all of them Good old Trevor. <laughs> did you did you find it restrictive, Peter? Um, no, not really, because any bits I didn't want to fit in, I just didn't bother. Um, <laughs> but uh, the black the blackout, I think, was the main bit for me because most of mine takes place once the power's out. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, the sort of the main of revelation part in mind without giving too much away then the fireworks are going off and it sort of lights up this room in sort of flashes it's almost like a strobe light um and then you can see what's taken place in this apartment um but yeah without giving too much away that was um blackout was quite a good thing to work with really and i suppose being one of the higher floors as well you've got that feeling sort of being trapped you're high up lifts up working it's dark yeah, it could be quite scary, regardless of the other things that were going on. Well, it's quite quite interesting, Peter, that because um, you, you show us, we meet Trevor in your story, whereas I think uh, Tony, you just you you just mentioned him, and, yeah. and um, the blackout is a really important part of both your stories. 
but um, the the, fire, the fireworks, I don't think that I don't recall that that Tony used. But no, but I didn't know. Yeah, but but it, but it's absolutely like like you say the 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 key moment of um, your story, Peter, because because it's it's a, it's a fantastic device that you use to advance the story. So you get, basically get past the I wonder what's going on here to a kind of oh oh dear that sounds quite bad kind of thing. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. And and you, you, your your story um. Your story starts outside the block, and you've got a, a, a nurse character, which, which, which um, reminded me a little bit of attack, attack the block. Actually, the nurse uh, Nancy, yes, that's, isn't it? Um, yeah. And and, and um, we sort of follow her and um, her kind of interactions with the mysterious stranger who wants to get to the uh, mysterious room eighty six. Uh, and um, I, I thought it's exactly what you guys were saying. It's a very different tone um, to t- Tony, Tony's story, story. Different, even different kind of horror. But but you, you know, it, it <laughs> but absolutely sits next to it exactly the, the, with the the, the 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 blackout powerfully saying this is the same location. And um, you know, it's not. The, the, the tone or uh, the style, none, none of those things are so dramatically different that it seems like it's from a different thing. So it, you almost, like it's a literary anthology, but in, in, in horror terms, um, for, for me, it's, it's kind of like um, a classic amicus style anthology where you have, link, you have stories that are linked and they're, they're different from each other, but you can see, you can, you can see how they're absolutely connected i thought that was thought was really clever and i thought your 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 story was was very entertaining and uh, and yeah the, uh, the the ending was pretty horrible which is what you want from stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that's it you want it you want we like a bit of dark don't we i mean it's um and it's i mean it's 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 nice what peter said there about the fireworks because when mj and i were kind of setting it all up with the the power cut and with the fireworks, the fireworks, when, when we were talking, that's exactly the kind of thing I had in mind with the fireworks, that that could like flash. And I think MJ might have even said it when we were planning it, the fireworks flashing up a room and suddenly every, revealing stuff. Um, so, you know, Peter kind of played it perfectly there. I was going to include the fireworks in mine and I kind of ran out. I couldn't actually figure out how I was going to do it at the end. Because <laughs> uh, it just still, like I said, I, I wasn't really, I had an idea of where the story was going, but I didn't know how it was going to end. And then it ended and it's like, well, okay, so the fireworks aren't going to be there, which is a bit of a shame. The fireworks do get mentioned in other stories, though. Yeah. yeah. It kind of reminds me a little bit about the exercises I used to do at school for, for um, English lessons, creative writing, where you'd be given certain things you, to include. Um, yeah. Yeah, it sort of reminds me a bit, a bit of that process. Yeah, I mean, you get it in improv as well. Like when you're performing, yeah. you know, an audience will throw stuff at you, uh, throw stuff at you to kind of include. So yeah, it was. I mean, that was the, that was. I mean, in the end, I think we could have been even more stringent on what we put in there. <laughs> but uh, I think I think the writers really kind of worked worked well with what they were with what they were given with the restrictions they were given, and it it's it's. I mean, I, I've got to say, I, I'm really, really, really pleased with the way the book turned out. Um, it was an amazing. I mean, it was an amazing process, even just kind of getting the stories in at first and kind of putting it all together. But the finished product, it's 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 really satisfying. It's really exciting to see it all. It was really exciting to see it all to come together and how satisfying it was to see such um, a good collection of of stories. So, from what I've read so far, it, 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 it's it's come it's come across as uh, very well. It's clear, it's clearly. Uh, a successful anthology, thank goodness, because otherwise this would have been quite an awkward interview. <laughs> <laughs> but it would have been a completely different kind of interview, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, just me, just me and Peter going. Oh, all right, then. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, well, and that because it's got got me ex- excited because I, I I've always liked shorts stories as, uh, as as a medium, but um, so, sometimes you. you you, you can't really get to to read them. Um, so, like in 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 horror, um, I think there, there used to be, and I think there are still there are there are still lots of anthologies published. But it used to be the the pan 
didn't they used to be the, the classic yeah. series of pan horror books and i, I just re- remember that from, from they, they all had fantastic covers i remember that, that was they would always but horror books in the 70s and 80s had the best covers they did yeah and they, they and there was something it seems to be a bit lost now. Um, yeah, I mean, I've got to give a shout out to the cover for Castle Heights, which MP yeah. Dixon designed. And I think he's done a, I mean, Peter, I think Peter will agree. He's done a brilliant, brilliant job on that cover. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's come out really well. Yeah. I, I think that, I think that's, I think it was great. It, it really looks it sort of evokes what, what the, the book's about, but it's so many uh, sort of horror books now almost seem a bit embarrassed to be horror and they, they sort of, the covers try to make it look a bit more thriller-like or, you know, um, almost like crime novels. But <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love the I love the good old the good old eighties covers where they would have things with skulls and dripping blood and that kind of <laughs> stuff. Those were great. Well, and they, and those were the ones that used to draw my attention. You know, when we used to go in secondhand bookshops and stuff. Yeah, they did. If I do another book, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> Skulls and dripping blood, and then I'll, I'll, be, I'll be in there. But in, in, fa- in fairness, Paul, those the, the stories in those old books were weren't the ones we remember now. The, 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 no. the so much. I mean, I think both of us we we absolutely um, devoured. We were quite young. The H.P. Lovecraft, which is almost all short short stories. That that's just an amazing example of. Um, uh, of horror fiction that's that's always stayed with me and i think that's always made me think of of horror and short stories going together after that i, I yeah i think i think horror uh, short stories that that form is perfect for horror mm, yeah uh, uh, yeah i struggle with horror novels <laughs> Just, uh, yeah they, i can they, see they, what you mean yeah I, yeah no i agree i think i think horror is is because it's because it because like i said earlier because it's such a, a a broad playing field you can you can do so much with horror and you know that's why it makes it perfect for an anthology because you can you can just cover so much ground you can do so many different things uh and and please so many different people all at the same time or please the same person in all different ways you know you're not gonna you're not (laughs) gonna get bored by having the same thing happen over and over again because there's so many different things like i mean there's the psychological stuff in there there's paranormal stuff in there there's all sorts of things happening at castle heights there's some really fucked up writers i've got to tell you some people i'm worried about the stories (laughs) they've come up with Um, (laughs) they usually end up they usually end up being really nice people though they are that's the thing we've got a really nice group of people they're really nice they're a really nice team but I do, I do worry about some. And of you, them. you sort of wonder though if if they weren't writing horror, what, <laughs> whether they would still be nice people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they yeah, didn't, have, didn't have that outlet. Yeah, I think that might do well. Be it. it's how they let, how they <laughs> let their demons out, literally <laughs> let their demons out. So, so I mean, what, what I'm really interested in that, though, what what you guys, what are your favourite um, horror short stories, and um, Peter, before I come come to you for that question, I'm going to say you. Because uh, you've written, uh, I think, four anthologies of, of short horror short stories. Is that is that right? Got uh, six collections of my own, and then we put out right. quite a few anthologies. Six collections. Okay, so so I'm going to say you can't you can't choose anything that you've written. <laughs> so, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, so unfair, guys. That's really cruel. <laughs> but so 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 but but okay, Peter. What 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 what's your favourite? What are your influences? I guess. Um. Yeah, I knew this question was going to come up. And I didn't even <laughs> think about it beforehand. Um. Well, the best ones I've read that come to mind, I suppose. Um, there's an anthology from Crystal Lake Publishing called Gutted, which is probably the best anthology I've read. Um, it's got some pretty big names in it. Um, Clive Barker and Neil Gaiman and so on. That's probably the best m- multi-author anthology. Um, and for single author collections, there's really good one called Under Rotting Sky by Matthew Brockmire. Um, and if you haven't read that, you should definitely check that out because that's probably the best single author collection that I've read. Wow. Okay. Now, uh, so um, Neil Gaiman actually has got one, wrote one of my 
all all time favorite horror short stories because because um I absolutely love Sherlock Holmes as well. So um his study in Emerald with its sort of Lovecraftian Holmesian uh, uh, mashup, <laughs> I, I I I I find it ex- extraordinary. But um. Gaiman's had a, had a few goes at horror, hasn't he? I'm not sure which one it is. It's, it's, it's in gutted, but um, uh, absolutely, um, I do love his work. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, the problem with Susan, it's called. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the one the one that really stood out in that anthology was by Brian Kirk. It's called Picking Splinters from a Sex Slave. That's a title. title, <laughs> and yeah, so. It's definitely a good story. It's stuck in mind, even though it's a couple of years since I've read it. <laughs> and what's the name of that anthology? Uh, gutted. Gutted, right. Crystal Lake <laughs> Publishing. Right. I'll have to look that one up. That's a great <laughs> title. That's one of those titles you think, why did I not think of that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I think that's the best title I've ever heard. <laughs> 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 now, now um, Tony, over to you. Your, your, your favourite short stories, horror short stories. But I'm going to cheat a little bit, and it's more of a novella, is um, Stephen King writing under Richard Bachman, which was The Langoliers, oh, wow, which is yeah. not oh, a yeah. short story. It's more like, I think it's about 150 pages or something. That's quite but short that, for Stephen King. Yeah, it's very, yeah, <laughs> I mean, about a thousand pages. It's, um, but that, that's a, that was, I really liked that story, and they turned it into a miniseries, which was rubbish. But yeah. the... Um, compared to the story but the story i really liked and then um what was the other one he'd done the, the long walk and he'd done the running man as well didn't he as backman yeah. and the running man short story is completely different to the film i prefer the film actually um but yeah the langoliers was a really good was a really good but really good story i like that a lot stephen no, king's great i mean like you talk, you're talking you're talking to peter about um, influences and stephen king is such a fantastic writer when it comes to characters because he makes his characters very very regular and flawed um, so they're quite believable when they come into, you know, they're not like these superheroes, they're just these regular people who are fucked up and they're, they're screw ups and they're kind of, they've got drug problems and all sorts of problems. But, they're, you know, when it comes down to it, they're proper heroes because they're like, they, they have to do the right, they feel the need to do the right thing. Um, so, yeah, I, I, so he's, he's, he's brilliant. Speaking of King, Stephen King, that, that, that reminds me of um, probably the first, I guess, short story that I read that was... I remember there was a, at secondary school there was a copy of Cycle of the Werewolf doing the rounds, but it was yeah. the graphic novel version. Was that? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it, I don't know if no, you I borrowed that. that. Yeah, <laughs> was that in the library? Uh, it was definitely doing the rounds somehow. It might have been in the library. We we went to school together. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, yes. Um, I, I I remember that. I don't remember yeah. it being awfully good, but I do remember it. No, I don't. I don't remember much about it, if I'm honest. But yeah, but, so but, I think Stephen King's sort of quite a few people's introduction to horror. Well, I think that's right. Time. But I think Stephen King kind of. Um, you mean you mentioned it's an easy answer, though, isn't he? Though really, Stephen King because he's the main man. Well, <laughs> well, he, well he is. <laughs> he, he is in 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 kind of um, fiction in novels terms. But in in for screen adaptions, I mean, it was difficult for a long time. You mentioned the Langoliers um, sucks, but quite quite a few adaptions did did kind of underwhelm. Uh, but mm. I, I found the ones recently much better. Like. Um, I really liked the new version of it. I thought that was really good. <laughs> and, um, yeah. um, and oh, the, um, the the obviously the Shining was good, but that was a Kubrick thing. I don't think Stephen King even liked that film particularly. No, he hated it, didn't he? Yeah. I think I thought I find that the best ones, um, the best adaptions of King films have been more ones that kind of skewed closer to drama, like Stand by Me and Green Mile. Uh, I mean, the Green Mile was like so close to to the book. The Green Mile is a fantastic film. And it's a great book, but I think that kind of that, that kind of veers more sort of little boys waking at the moment, just kind of stirring. Hey, <laughs> um, but the um, yeah, the Green Mile is an absolutely brilliant book, and it's a really really good film, and it's very very it's a very very close adaptation um, to 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 the to the novel itself, and that's a huge that's a huge book as well, the Green Mile. <laughs> although it was, although we could include that because when they first released it, it was released as a series of short books, wasn't it? Oh, um, in, in it, was, that... it was released monthly, wasn't it? Because originally, 
he liked to do things in that um, Charles Dickens style of, of that's right, yeah, yeah, serializing his 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 great great works. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Okay, so the green mile counts. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, I think it's only fair that I also I also ask Paul. So, <laughs> Paul, <laughs> um, you, short short fiction. Okay, so. Probably my two favourite short fiction writers are Ramsey Campbell, yeah, and Robert Aikman. Oh, interesting. So, um, yeah, so Ramsey Campbell, I was introduced to ages ago, probably by via the Lovecraft, yeah, uh, obsession uh, back when we were younger. Uh, and there's a couple of short stories of his that are, that are very good. So I've actually got on the desk next to me an anthology of his called Alone with the Horrors, which um, I've had for absolutely ages. Um, and some of the early ones are, are, are in this are great. So there's a story called Cold Print, which is a bit of a, it's a, bit of a, a Lovecraft uh, sort of themed. But there's thing. a... But, it, but it's about a guy who... He's desperate. He he collects books, and he's he hears about this this secondhand bookshop that has these amazing books, and he he can't find it. And then eventually he does find it, and the proprietor is sort of not as he seems. Um, <laughs> and then another one called The Companion, which I really love of his, which involves a, a fairground. Um, but yeah, just just Ramsey Campbell's, Campbell's short stories are, are, are great. I love Ramsey Campbell, and he started off working with August Derleth, didn't he? He's been yeah, his friend, and so they were official kind of Arkham House um, Cthulhu mythos stories. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, and, but, I mean, I'll just say, I'll just say there, Paul, I'll let Paul off because Paul hasn't read Castle Heights because obviously, if he had read Castle Heights, he'd include Peter and I amongst yeah, his favourite really, short story. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, that, that, that's why that's why I deliberately didn't read it because I thought if I read it, it's going to be really boring. This this recording because I'm just going to say that's my favourite. Yeah, obviously. Thanks. thanks, Paul, man, and that's why I like you, dude. You're yeah, a good sorry. you're a good man. Well, <laughs> uh, and Robert Aikman, Robert, that's that's an interesting choice. Yeah, so his stories are, are, are really interesting. So they're all just like they're all quite weird, um, and. And just slightly unnerving with a sort of odd sort of sexual tinge to them, which is quite odd because he was quite a boring man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I was I was first introduced as, as I am with a lot of things via uh, television. And I actually heard about him via an adaptation by Jeremy Dyson and Mark Gatiss from the League oh, of Gentlemen. Yes. They yes. did a radio adaptation of Ringing the Changes, which is absolutely brilliant. I absolutely love, love that. And it's a great story. Um, and then, and then, it, then I tried sort of seeking out other stuff by him, which was actually really difficult because most of it's out of print. Um, but then they released, probably about 10 years ago now, they released re-released all of his anthologies. Um, uh, and, and so I managed to get hold of them and read a lot more of the stories. And it all very very different all quite unnerving um and a lot of them you just end, end up reading them and thinking yeah not entirely sure what's happened there but it's it's just weirded me out so i can recommend any of his stories really um but yeah ringing the changes and cold hand in mine are particularly good excellent okay so i um... I'm just going to finish off by saying that um, my 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 favourite um, game we've we've mentioned, but then I also liked Roald Dahl and some of his tales. The unexpected. You know what? He was really he he was really dark, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, he he done some great stuff. I will. I'm um, just while I remember. I mean, like we talk about like because Roald Dahl wrote some fantastic children's stories and wrote some really really fucked up stories. Pig was that Roald Dahl? Pig. Did he do that yeah. one? That was a short story. That was a really good short that story. Um, sounds, I can't sounds, it sounds like one of his, doesn't it? I'm yeah, it does. Yeah. I think it's Pig. I can't remember what, what the anthology, what, what book it was in, but that's a really good short story. That's a cracking short story. But um, playing on that, and not not to big up Peter's ego or anything, because Peter's <laughs> ego will just explode, but Peter writes some fantastic children's stories as well. So, I mean, not only does he write some, you know, is he involved in 
uh, um, publishing some great horror books. And there's a lot, there's a series of horror anthologies like the A to Z of Horror, which Red Cape do. Um, but he, write, he writes, I mean, I've, I've read a couple of his children's books. He, he sent me a couple for my little boy who's 18 months and they are, Peter, this is not this is not because I know you now, but they yeah, are yeah. really, really, they're really beautiful stories. They're really, really lovely stories. And I don't know what kind of um, split personality uh, or multiple personality Peter is, but, <laughs> but, but he writes fantastic. As you know, he's he writes fantastic horror and he writes these really beautiful, sweet um, children's stories as well. I'm trying to think um, if any if, if anyone else has ever managed to to succeed in in, in both genres i think because i think um yeah <laughs> it's difficult it's it's, it's 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 a very hard hard thing to do to go from one to the other i mean and his and his, his wife leanne she she's a fantastic illustrator as well i mean they're, they're a talented couple the bastards they just hate talented people that's all right leanne <laughs> <laughs> I think she was waiting for that. <laughs> really, she, she sent me a text earlier saying, "Please mention me." She didn't. She didn't. I'm joking, but, but no, she. But I, 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 you know, if anybody's, if any of you've got kids, I recommend their 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 books. They're they're just beautiful, beautiful books. And then you read their horror stories, and you think, "What kind of people am I talking to?" <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The... That, that sounds that, that sounds really cool. I think it's it's just a question of because um, sometimes people use um, slight variations of their name, don't they, when they switch genres, just to stop the the fans of the children's stuff finding the horror. Yeah, no, I want everybody to know it's me. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's pointless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, that, that's that's awesome. I, I think um, what I'm dying to know then um, from both you guys is what. What next? Are you gonna is is it going to be a Castle Heights too? Um, we yeah. well, I mean, I'm going to let Peter take this as well. But we have talked about it. We'll see how we'll see how we've got ideas. Um, MJ and I, MJ and I have a couple of ideas about. Well, we have five ideas of what we're going to do next. I had some. Um, I have some ideas of what to do for future books. Uh, but we'll see. I guess it depends how well Castle Heights does. Um, and I've mentioned the ideas to Peter as well. But we'll see. We'll see how Peter if people want more then you know and hopefully they do i mean i've been phoning up people and demanding i've been saying <laughs> videos of you if you don't buy the book then the video might be released. Uh, but hopefully hopefully but i'll let i'll let peter, peter i'm going to put peter under pressure here and say peter what's next <laughs> yeah well like you said we did discuss some ideas um yeah. i think it's got potential to become a sort of interconnected series possibly um, I mean, yeah, it's worth seeing how it does, but it has got off to a really good start. It was high in the charts as soon as it went into pre-order, so it's it's done it's done better than a lot of our books so far. So I think it's a good sign. And yeah, I mean, there you go, ladies. Worth and doing more in the future. Yeah. Black, the black moment, works. Just, uh, black see how works it, on see sales. How <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so so if you want to drop some reviews into goodreads or onto amazon boys then please do uh if you don't like it then don't bother <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's what that's what we say about this podcast give, yeah. give us a review but only if it's a five-star one <laughs> i guess i guess this is the kind of um i guess this is like the, the really really important point that if people are interested in getting the book where can they get it from? Peter? Um, Amazon's your best bet at the moment. Yeah. Um, paperback and Kindle are on Amazon at the moment. We'll have some copies available through our website at some point soon when they arrive. Um, and there's going to be an audio version as well at Alice Henley's thing. So that will be on Audible and iTunes, possibly Brilliant. some other stores. Oh, Oh, that sounds really good. Yeah, God, God, God bless Alice for doing that. She's a very talented girl, very talented woman. Alice. She's a great writer and a, she's a great actress as well. And she's doing this audible, which is going to be a, a mammoth length. So yeah. she's, she's got, a, she's got a, a battle on there. Wow. Okay. Well, um, Paul, do you have any more questions? Um, I don't think I do. No. I, I, I have I, a question for Paul. Paul, when are you going to read the buddy book? really good question i I did mean to but i uh, you 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 might 
uh, we've we've got a new puppy recently <laughs> and it's like having and the, a the baby puppy, the puppy ate your copy is that what yeah. happened <laughs> it's no no but it but it's like having a baby again yeah suddenly all of our time my time seems to have just disappeared somewhere so so apologies but i will read it yeah so i'll, I'll leave a nice review as well great great excuse yeah, Paul. Apart from Tony, tony's obviously in the same boat and he's written the book you've just got to <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've got a real baby yeah <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no. Well, I mean, Peter's Fair got days. four kids. Is it four kids you've got, Peter? We've got five. Five kids. So I left yeah. one out. Oh, Sorry you, about the fifth one. Peter and Leanna gluttons for punishment. <laughs> My two is no, just no. moody. No. <laughs> you probably said that at three, though, Leanne. <laughs> <laughs> right. So. At this point, um, as we finish off a podcast, uh, we, we usually just uh, give our ourselves social media shout outs, but it's only fair to, to give you guys the opportunity to do it as well. So, uh, Tony, do you do you have a social media presence you want to advertise to the world? Yeah, you can you can find me on Twitter at Tony RDB. Um, uh, Tony, yeah, Tony sends out TR, Tony RDB. I can't even remember. I did. What time is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a website, TonySantaOfficial.com. Uh, Tony Sands Official on Facebook and Tony Sands Official on Instagram. Great. Thank you. Peter? Um, yeah, websites, redcapepublishing.com, obviously. Um, on Facebook page, Redcape Publishing. Same with Instagram. Twitter's at Redcape Publish. And then we're on Pinterest and YouTube and TikTok and all that stuff. That I don't really understand that Leanne deals with. Yeah, it's, uh, it's getting incredibly popular, actually. It's in um, a lot of people are doing it. A lot of authors are doing little readings, seem to be getting quite a lot of followings. So okay, apparently it's, it's, uh, it's the thing. I don't know how long it will last. Yeah, we're all too old, boys. We're all I know. Too old. Well, I, I, have, I, have, I have two two teenagers. and um, my, my boy basically spends his entire time on his computer, but my daughter... Uh, is always doing stuff on TikTok and it mostly seems to as far as I could work out consist of doing daft dances or uh, you know doing that yeah pouty, that's that's pouty. pretty much it two yeah, of ours so, are pretty obsessed with it um, yeah but there does seem to be some use for it so. So, so there's not one of you 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 Peter sort of doing a pouty face uh, to, to like some some recent chart song yeah that's that's usually me sort of working with a copy of Castle Heights yeah <laughs> awesome I love it well, we can, I, can, I, can I quickly kind of reference back? Sorry, I, I did yeah, mention sure. earlier that, that um, Red Cape did a charity book called It Came From The Darkness. And then we, we obviously got chatting about something else. But yeah. um, I, would, I would, maybe Peter can talk a bit more about that just quickly before you all go, because I do think it was a very worthwhile project. Yeah, that was a good one. That was actually um, Philip Rogers' idea. Um, yeah, it's a collection of 100-word stories um so they're all exactly 100 words and they all start with it came from the darkness and then everyone takes it off in different directions from there um there's also a load of artwork included and it's all all the proceeds are going to the max the brave fund um which is a charity for well it covers various children's charities now um mostly sort of Ormond street hospital and children's cancer charities Great. Excellent. And is that still available on? Yeah, it's available Amazon, on Amazon. For, for, yeah, Kindle and, and paperback from Amazon and paperback through our website as well. Brilliant. And I'm in that one as well. So so buy it. Yes, yeah, you absolutely. are. I'm, I'm, I'm going to buy that one and then not read it. <laughs> it's amazing what you can do with 100 words so that, 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 that's that's got to be well worth checking out um so you have to be good at counting <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like, well it's like doing tweets on twitter isn't it yeah it's, you're suddenly okay. taking words how, how often, cut words yeah I'll, quite often i'll do especially with the, the podcast i'll do like a cut and paste like chris will quite often put in something on facebook and i'll cut and paste it into twitter and then realize that it's about 40 words too many and then <laughs> you have to try and reword it 
and it's, the it's, whole sentence is out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you don't, but the thing is with the hundred words, sometimes you go a little bit short and you're going back and you're thinking, right, so maybe he won't say, I like it very much. Maybe he'll like it. I like it very, 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 very much. hundred words. I've probably just given my story away now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so, just, just, just very a hundred times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, Paul, we're not on TikTok yet, are we? Are no. we? Oh, okay. okay. No, no, but th- maybe we should. Well, well, actually, we we really should. But until we have that <laughs> set up, where can people come and find us right now? So they can find us on Facebook, where we are very British Horror, or on Twitter, where we're at Very Brit Horror, or they can email us at verybritishhorror dot com. Yes, at gmail dot com. Sorry, I messed <laughs> up. Just- is that the wrong email address? Yeah. <laughs> I just about it. <laughs> BritishHorror.com. Yeah, that doesn't exist. But yeah, they can try that. Um, right. It might get redirected. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I just want to say thank you very much, Tony and Peter, for joining us. It's been absolutely well, Thanks fantastic. for having us. No, no, no problem. Been it's been a pleasure. And really good luck with with the book um i, I mean it sounds like it's, it's already doing well I, I hope i hope it can continues to to do that at the very least so thank you <laughs> thank you yeah, thanks and i look forward to hearing what you think of the rest of the book when you read it chris and paul looking forward to hear what you think of any of it yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> so um on on that note i think we'll say goodbye so i've been chris denton i've been paul monk hey you're saying it differently I, know. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're in the middle of a domestic now, Peter. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Shall we just say goodbye? Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.